Blog Talk Radio. Matchmaker. I am your hostess, Marla Martinson, author of the memoir, Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker. And I want to remind you guys that if you purchase any one of my books, just email me your proof of purchase from Amazon, and I will uh, channel my angel and give you an angel reading. And you can contact me through my website at marlamartinson.com. And I've been doing a lot of those lately, and it's been so fun. I, I'm a woo-woo mystical matchmaker, so I combine the spiritual with the practical. And I hope everybody's having an amazing summer. I just love seeing all of your posts on social media with the photos of all the exotic locations that you've been visiting. I know a lot of people this summer who've gone to Italy. It seems to be the hot spot, including my uncle and his girlfriend. And one of the places they went is Venice, Venezia, which many consider to be one of the most romantic places on earth. I went there in 2004 with my hubby Adolfo when we went to Europe for the World Cup. He's a big soccer fan, and we stopped. Uh, we did go. No, that was in 2006. We did a whole tour for the for the the World Cup. But in 2004, we went to Venice, and we went on one of those gondola rides. I will never forget how magical it was gliding through the canal, sipping champagne, and I have a little video clip, and I see myself saying, this is one of the best things I've ever done. And I remember a male client telling me that one of his dreams was to go to Venice, but he was going to wait until he found his soulmate because that's a place for couples. But I will tell you, life is short and full of surprises. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. So if you have the means to go and you want to go somewhere and see something, I say, do it. Don't wait on someone else to show up. Go and do it. See, experience you just might find your soulmate along the way. So I'm so excited for today's show and my guest. I have been a matchmaker, you guys, for almost 17 years now to say that there is a common theme that I've heard from women over and over all these years. I usually hear this from women over 40. I generally don't hear it from the millennials or the 30-somethings. And that is the complaint that they can't seem to get into a relationship because men are intimidated by them because they are successful. They're successful in business. They're strong women. They make money. And they say the guys are, I'm too intimidating. They don't want to be with me. So I was always puzzled by this because my male clients almost always told me that they were seeking a woman who's got something going on, you know, not just a woman looking for a meal ticket or somebody to pay their bills, but they really loved an educated woman, a go-getter, somebody smart, something that's making a living and can make her own money. Even if they were going to pay the bills if they got married, they still loved the fact that, that the woman could be on her own. But that's not what I'm hearing from the ladies. They insist it's not true. So um, I am so happy to have my guest, Jonathan Astley, here. He's a coach, and he's going to be helping us get some clarity on us and 
Jonathan says dating is a challenge for everyone, regardless of age or circumstance. We all struggle to find our perfect match. And as someone who has graduated with honors from life's virtual university of dating, I can relate with that one, Jonathan Astley assists women in finding that seemingly elusive man with whom they can have both compatibility and passion. And you can go to his website, jonathanastley.com, understand men now, and his link is in the show notes. And I'm going to bring him on right now. Hey, Jonathan, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Marla. I'm excited to be a guest. I'm. It's finally great to connect together after all our social media interactions for years. I know. I've been watching you for a long time and, and love um, all of your your Facebook lives and, and the information that you're you're giving all the ladies out there. And this is something that I think you did a Facebook live on this subject as well. And that's what made me think, you know what, I've got to have you on the mystical matchmaker. So Yeah. <laughs> so what's the real deal about this, Jonathan? What are you guys really thinking? Well, you know, it's interesting because a moment ago you shared from your male clients, they say they like, they're attracted to independent, self-contained, self-reliant, you know, ambitious type of women. And so, and women say the same thing. So who's right? (laughs) Right, right, right. And And the men, it's interesting though. Oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, go Go ahead. ahead. You were going to say it's interesting. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, because you can comment on this too, it seems like the men want, uh, they want a woman who has a job, who has something going on, who's paying her own bills, but they also want her to be available to travel whenever they want, or then they complain that the women's too busy. And then, you know, for a relationship. That's a a separate question. So, and and for those listening right right now, my, the age demographic I serve is what's called midlife. And that's after baby making years and before retirement. So if you're 42 to 69 listening to this, that's my target demographic. And because for those who are single and looking for love, the predominant uh, group within that, or the predominant people within that group are divorced. And so I'd say almost 75%. So, uh, and divorced and or with children. So there's a lot of, a, there's a lot of differences if you're in your twenties versus in your forties, fifties, or sixties, because you come to the table with a lot more stuff in your life. You have job, you might have children, you might have to take care of elderly parents. You're starting to have health issues within yourself. I mean, whether it's menopause or erectile dysfunction or so forth. So there's a lot more stuff going on. So, and, and you, you said something a moment ago, Marla, is that, you know, the ideas of a man, it might, many men are attracted to independent self-reliant type of women. That is something very attractive to most men. I can't say all men, but most men. Mm-hmm. Um, and to some degree, if they are also very strong, very independent, then oftentimes what we associate that with what's called an alpha male, an alpha, the alpha signa in and of itself means dominance. It means control. It means doing things my way. This idea of the alpha male being the, the coveted of all males, 
aren't necessarily make the best partners because they want things their way. So if a woman is working and doing those things and he wants to go on vacation, he's going to go, you know what, I'll go find someone I can control and manipulate and she can work around my lifestyle. That's one thing. But the real question going back to what you're talking about is when, when women say um, men are intimidated by my success. Okay. Let me just be very clear to your audience right now. An insecure man, the answer is yes, <laughs> okay? Insecure men <laughs> okay. are you know, going to be intimidated by everything. A needy, insecure man is going to be intimidated. But do you really care about that guy anyway? Like, so when a guy says, and by the way, no man breaks up with a woman and says, you know what, I was intimidated by you. I don't think I can date you anymore. So that connotation is usually a deflection mechanism by a woman because they need some sort of rationalization as to why someone ended a relationship. Now, mm-hmm. here's the mm-hmm. dominant reason why men end relationships with strong, smart, successful women. Okay. They either have what I call I'm too busy syndrome. I'm too busy mm-hmm. syndrome. In other words, their priority is their business, their life and everything else. And a man feels yeah. secondary. We've always talked about, I'm sure you've talked about this many times in your podcast, how do you want to be an option or a crumb or do you want to be someone's oh. importance? So right. strong, smart, successful women oftentimes have what I call I'm too busy syndrome. They don't yeah. carve out enough time. And the reason why they do that is because they actually fear love and intimacy. They're avoiding going deeper. They don't mind the surface level of a relationship. And, and I know for those women listening who are probably going, he's out of his mind. If mm-hmm. you really look deeper, I promise you, if you're using that as your predominant, if, and I'm going to use the word excuse, then my, mm-hmm. I, I could say this with a fair amount of certainty. There's an inner value system within you that doesn't feel worthy for a relationship. Now, Here's where it gets tricky with smart, strong, successful women because they also tend to treat their relationships like their business. And what happens is they, they come off um, with the following four qualities. And this was written by Dr. John Gottman. He wrote about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So for those that have their computers handy, Google John Gottman, G-O-T-T-M-A-N, the four horsemen. And that is criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. I'll repeat it. Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. So stonewalling is the I'm too busy syndrome. Right. Defensiveness is your priorities mean, you know, mean more than mine kind of thing and getting into you know, power struggles with a partner. Uh, contempt, oftentimes we need a level of contempt to be successful in our professional life. I mean, ego is what I mean, a little bit of Mm -hmm. ego, and that doesn't translate well into a relationship. And then criticism. Criticism is one of the main pillars of a relationship. So now you're armed with this information. I invite those women who have ever said, I've been dumped because I am too successful. They are intimidated by me. I invite you to look inside and say, 
maybe have I been criticizing? Maybe have I had contempt? Maybe have I been offensive? Have I been stonewalling? And those sorts of things. Look inward. Because okay. this conversation, truthfully, and, and Marla, I know you wanted to talk to me about, but it's getting old. Like this is such an old conversation to be talking about. And, and yet it's so prevalent. So what I mean is it's time to look within and not blaming the minute you point the finger at the men, you're not looking inward on what, how you cause this. Okay. I'm right. done with my rant. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Yeah. It's, it, it is old, but it's, I'm, I just heard it, you know, I had lunch with a, a friend recently and she said the, her last, or, you know, she's, I'm not, I can't find anybody because they're, they're, these guys are intimidated by it. So I keep hearing it. And, and, uh, so, yeah, it's all well, going inward now. They okay, need to kick in the pants that. and say, if that's <laughs> your reality, then you're, gonna yeah. li- then you're right. Then you know what you say? You're absolutely yeah. right. You're pretty much screwed and don't date. I'm right. being rhetorical <laughs> for a reason. I'm like, you're right. right. If that is what you because here's the way I coach, and I'm sure you do the same thing. Start to embody and focus on what you want instead of what you don't want. I want a strong, confident man who's also able to communicate his emotions, thoughts, and feelings articulately, that we, are, we have conversations and not confrontations, that we're both on the same page of what we're looking for, that we share the yeah. same values, that we, can, we have compatible lifestyles, and we are madly attracted to one another. Sadly, yeah. dating today is so hyper-focused on attraction and chemistry that they're missing the three most important elements to a successful relationship. Are you interested? I sure am. Okay. So I just talked about one pillar, attraction and chemistry. We all agree that's important. The next pillar, and then no order, is shared values. It is very difficult to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't share your values. So, for example, you know, Today's world, if someone loves their politics is on the far right and someone's on the far left, chances are these two people don't share the same values. (laughs) Okay. So, and I'm using that as an example, but there are other values and it's important to investigate what values are important to you besides honesty, integrity, and trust. For those listening, honesty, integrity, and trust is called a given. You don't need to put that on your list. You start from there and then put down the values most important. Oh, my God. I'm like, really? That's your three most important? Find something a little deeper. Like one of my strong values is punctuality. I feel respected when someone's on time. When someone is late, I feel disrespected. It's a core value for me. Now, I'm kind of screwed in the dating world because most women are late, but you know what? (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. Second pillar or third pillar, compatible lifestyles, which I call blending lives. It fascinates Mm -hmm. me how many people are entering entering into relationships that are long distance, that are riddled with lifestyle incompatibility between dogs, taking care of dogs, taking care of this, taking care of that. And they're trying to squeeze some time together. And yeah, they get together on the weekend, they fuck their brains out, and then they go back to their respective... Mm -hmm. Please forgive me, I cursed. Um, okay. It's okay. And, and then they go, oh, the relationship didn't work because of the distance. It didn't work because of something else. Proximity yeah. creates continuity. The closer yeah. two people live, the greater your chance of relationship success. 
And you and I live in Los Angeles. You know what? I mean, for me, 30 miles could be 30 years away. <laughs> I know. The, the it's, I freeway. have a new co- Well, there's a guy who's going to be a client soon, and he doesn't. He lives in Santa Monica. He he won't date anyone in West Hollywood. I mean, I think that's a little uh, extreme, but. <laughs> Well, but, but here's uh, the thing. Santa Monica has over 2 million people living in it. You know, I mean, it's an exaggeration, but, you know, it's, and right. I get it, we have to be a little bit flexible, but the reality yeah. is if two people can't, do not have compatible lifestyles, I'm yeah. retired, you have to work all day long, that's an incompatible yeah. lifestyle. Right. Okay. So, and then the fourth most important pillar, and for those listening, this is hugely important. Are you with an emotional grown-up? Are you, are you an emotional grown-up, and are you with a person who's an emotional grown-up? I don't care how significantly fantastic the chemistry is. Oh, my God, you read each other's minds. It is so beautiful, and God, it's so we're intertwined in everything. But if someone can't fight fairly, <laughs> and what I mean to say is they can't communicate their thoughts and feelings articulately without becoming defensive, criticizing, contempt, or stonewalling, you're going to have a lot of problems. And so to identify an emotional grown-up, what you're mainly looking for are the following. Does the person take personal responsibility for their choices? Do they take responsibility for their choices? We in the United States are riddled with what I call victim validation syndrome. Victim validation syndrome. Most people feel as though they're the victim. Men are intimidated by my success. That's victim consciousness. That's not victor consciousness. You're not coming from a place yeah. of empowerment. You're coming from a place of victimhood. I was, right. I was hurt that he didn't love me for who I am. And I need to blame him for that. Yeah. Personal responsibility for choices, victor over victimhood. And lastly, your actions matching your words. And so these are critically important is looking for these four pillars, attraction, shared values, blending lives, and emotional grown-up. And without it, you're pissing in the wind. I don't know if women do that. I, I can't think of a metaphor that works for women. I, I'm a guy, so please forgive me. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, I love it. So, so it's, for those listening, I really want to say something about this concept of um, men are intimidated by successful women. We are not. We love women who are self-sufficient, self-reliant, self-contained. Strong men who are the same love that. We are looking Mm -hmm. for alignment. And when things are misaligned, that's where most of the problems are. So the dating realm is so over-focused on chemistry instead of Vetting for compatibility. I'm going to repeat this word again, vetting, V-E-T-T-I-N-G, vetting, means you want to screen that motherfucker up and down. Excuse my French again. In other words, you want to vet for compatibility and then meet him for a date. I'm sorry, I work with women, so please forgive me. Right. Then meet him for a date because then you spark it with, with uh, chemistry. Then you have a greater chance of success instead of the other way around. You know, sadly, it, it eHarmony, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, sadly, eHarmony is probably the best site for doing this, and yet it's the least popular. They look for mm-hmm. compatibility and then spark chemistry instead of the other way around. 
right. I'm done with my and, second and, rant. And with, and, and with these, and the, I love your rants. And then with with uh, with Tinder and these these apps that you can just swipe, you're just looking for people who you think are good looking. And I understand that humans are visual, especially men are very visual. But I I know that that's why people aren't getting into to more more people aren't getting into relationships because yeah, it's backwards. It's like I like how this person looks; they're so hot. But then there's nothing there after, or all those things that you mentioned. The compatibility is not there. So they just go to the next good-looking one, the next good-looking one. And as a matchmaker with men who are the paying clients and they're paying, you know, a good amount of money, they want the most beautiful woman, you know, they can uh, go out with. And it doesn't matter if I say, look, the picture's not <laughs> right. Afford the pictures, you know. Well, she's not that photogenic, but I've seen her, and she's beautiful, and you've got all these things in common, and she loves this, and you love that, and you guys both, you know, are into this. And I think it would be a, you know, give it a try. Nope, not my type, not my look. Won't even try it. So that's what well, I, that's what I deal with, Jonathan, with the guy. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that, and it's because of what I call the illusion of choices. The illusion of choices is because of the mobile apps and the dating sites, there's this perce- illusion of perceived choice. The illusion of, mm-hmm. because it's really a perceived, I have all these choices, so might as well pick the one I'm most attracted to. By the way, right. this is no different than people met people in bars. I mean, it starts with right. physical attraction. The yeah. difference in today is before the internet, the reality was most of the time you met somebody who you might already have been familiar with. In other words, you met them at work, you met them in a social Mm -hmm. environment. And before the internet, you you really were meeting people in your own community. Okay. The difference now is it's opened it up to the millions of people that live in Los Angeles. Whereas before it was really secluded to your tribe, your community, your town, your workplace Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So, so chemistry used to grow instead of needing the chemistry to get the engine started. It used to be that chemistry was developed over a little bit of time. Now we don't have the time to develop chemistry. It's almost expected right off the bat. And it's not a fault of your men because why wouldn't you want to choose one that you feel the most connection with? Here's the thing about attraction like my most significant relationship who I cared about the most was 10 years older. She had, she had wrinkles, she had sags and everything else. Um, Uh Dropped it gorgeous in my, my mind or my heart, I should say. Right. Um, It's the thing is connection. Isn't always about beauty. It's about feeling a connection. And with a photograph, oftentimes it's, it's highly important for those that are doing this online and, and by the way, online, rep, online dating represents 50% of all new relationships happening for people yeah. over 45 years old. I, I, this is anecdotal, but I study this. Every time mm-hmm. a Facebook says, post says, I'm in relationship, I go, congratulations. Just curious, where did, where, where did you two meet? And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, 90% of the time it's online. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. giving it a 50% ratio. And it's highly, it's, a high, it's so important to put your best foot forward as if you were going to do a job interview, if you want to be seen. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is where, oh, my God, the ambivalence and arrogance and, and um, 
and what's the word I'm looking for? Ambivalence, uh, arrogance, and, and mediocrity. It surprises me, Marla, how mediocre people are. And this is women. I mean, I coach mm-hmm. women. 90% of the profiles I look like are so mediocre. Mm-hmm. And they go, mm-hmm. God, why is it I'm not having success? I'm telling you, when you have an right. A-plus stellar profile, your, your yeah. inbox is going to be flooded. And I don't right. care if you look like Roseanne Barr. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a judgment. Please forgive me, anyone who likes her, that sort of thing. I just had to pick someone. Um, right, right. You know. Well, and, so, and, then the, the, and a lot of negativity in there. It's like what they don't want. Like, if I don't want any guys who da-da-da-da-da, and don't even contact me if you da-da-da-da-da. So a lot of the negatives in the profile, I noticed. Yeah. So. Oh. Jonathan. Oh. <laughs> oh no, do you, you, it do cut you, out for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> it cut out. No, that's okay. I was like, oh no, where is he? Do you help women uh, write their? You know, that's not okay. So this is not my strength. Is <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> writing profiles. I actually refer uh, another dating coach who's stellar at this. Uh, it's a company called E Cerno, and for $199, you can have a stellar profile written by this service. Um, and I highly recommend it. I review women's profiles from the perspective of the man. So I'm looking right. for what, and it's, I don't mean this from an ego perspective, but I'm looking at a woman's profile and go, what's turning me on? Not based on their mm-hmm. looks, by, but by their energy, by their invitation, by their body language. Oh my God, Marla, I can't begin to tell you how many women shoot themselves in the foot through body language. The selfies, the boobs hanging out. Yeah. Please, please forgive me. Oh, um, yeah. And and the they lips, basically, the it's, it's right. yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So no, no. I was just gonna say it screams. I have weak boundaries, and then they wonder why they get hurt. By the way, for the ladies right. listening, let me just tell you. Men are equally problematic in the dating process. They are not right. treating it with any sense of 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 respect and chivalry in the sense of their myopic behavior is all about having their own needs met and they don't recognize that there's consequences when we flirt with a woman we raise their oxytocin level the woman gets attached and then we we bail thinking well you know what i was honest with her i'm like mm-hmm. guys need to step up too and women need to step well, when I say need, that's kind of my judgment. I would, mm-hmm. I would like to envision a world where people were genuinely sincere about their efforts. The problem is the vast majority of people in midlife are hugely wounded, and they haven't yeah. resolved their childhood wounds. And I know that's a whole second conversation. We're about a minute or two being wrapping up. But, but mm-hmm. here's the deal. When I talked about emotional maturity – the predominant population is so wounded that they're not emotionally mature enough to be in a significant, healthy relationship. Right. Yeah. And that's what I do is I help women clear things out, you know, with energy healing or with some other things, because we do have to work on ourselves. It's like singles are out there just trying to get into a relationship without having looked at any of those past wounds. And, and so we keep getting into the same, same situation. Um, so absolutely. So Jonathan, this we are wrapping up, and this has been a fascinating conversation. I'm going to have to have you on again because uh, you know, like 20 or 30 minutes is just not enough. But 
but um, everybody, you can go. So tell everybody where they can find you and, um, you know, what you, your offerings are. Oh, where? Okay. Well, they can go to my website. I, I think there's a link right here below, but they can go to my website, jonathanaslake.com, and mm-hmm. uh, get my free download and learn all about my stuff. Okay, great. And, you know, I, you've got a great website with a lot of different – you've got programs on online dating and different things that, that uh, people can order, too, to do to work on at home, um, or they can work with you directly. So thank you so much. Yeah. Much love, everybody. And until next time, thanks, Jonathan. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much, Marla. Bye. Bye-bye.